Hi and welcome to the Church Unlimited podcast. Church Unlimited is a vibrant, Bible-based church in North Lakes, Queensland that is passionate about helping people discover the genuine love of Jesus. If you are currently looking for a new home church, we'd love for you to join us for Sunday worship at either our 10am or 4pm service. For more information about our Sunday service or to find out how we can best help you, head to our website at churchunlimited.com.au. We hope you enjoy this great message from Sunday service. Gee, I love coming home from holidays because I'm like, it's not my people. I wasn't with my people. last. Well, I was with my, my, my other people last weekend, but I wasn't with all my other people last weekend. And it is great to be home. We were just in Agnes Waters for 12 days. Yes, it is probably too long. Agnes Waters doesn't have that much to do. Um, it's a little, it's, it's the right kind of boring. Um, that's what I tell people. How was it? It's the right kind of boring. Uh, we played games. We watched movies. We went to the beach. We slept. I think we went to bed at like 8.30 for like five, the first five nights. It was awesome. And, uh, but feel great. And it's good to be home with everybody. And uh, I just wanted to take a minute to uh, acknowledge Isabel Rogers and, and Nev. And, um, you know, I, I, Paula and I were heartbroken last Tuesday as we got a call. Um, letting us know that Isabel went to be with Jesus. And uh, to be honest with you, it, it took our breath away. And uh, I think that's what happens when, when you love someone. You know, I was saying before that when you go to the football, um, you're fans. You're fans at the football. Um, but the church is not the football. The church is a family. And um, when I heard, uh, I was just... I, took me a minute, actually, to just digest that. And pro- Isabel was just a rock. She was the best. She, was, she is just wonderful. She would encourage me so much. She, she encouraged me so much after my preaching. And I, I'm like, you're probably just humoring me because um, she could probably do it better than me. But she's just such a wonderful woman. And we honor her and we honor you. 61 years married. And um, you need to know, when Paula and I pray over our marriage, we pray, God, give us a Neville and Isabel marriage. That's how I pray. Fair income. I want, I want a notebook ending. We get in the bed at the same time and we both go at the same time. That's what I want. That's, and, um, and I just think, you guys are so admirable, and uh, I heard that Pastor Allen did a phenomenal job with the funeral on Friday. Thank you, Pastor Allen. And, um, and you know, what God's doing in our Royals community is pretty special. There is a good thing happening there, and, um, I, and, and there's just, it's so great to have that community, and for Pastor Allen and Marion and, and the funeral on, on, on Friday, and then tomorrow, uh, we're going to have a memorial service, a celebration of life service for a hundred people. We were going to open it up. And, and if you had registered to come, you might be notified that we can only fit a hundred now due to this COVID situation. And nobody wanted that. I wanted to pack this place out. When Neville and I were talking about it, he goes, mate, you better make provision for 400. I was like, well, all right, that's a lot of sandwiches. And, um, but, but um, you know, we, we just, we love you. And our hearts are, are, are with you and a little bit sore, as I'm sure yours is. 
And uh, we, we celebrate. What an incredible woman. And uh, I want a legacy like the Rogers. Uh, they've been, they touch people all over Australia. And uh, I think that's pretty special. Um, so, uh, yeah, you good? Tyler, I um, was, re- I'm just, I was watching your drum today and I'm, re- I'm really taken back by you, mate. You are such a good man and you are so faithful in the house of God. Faithful at youth. Our teenagers look up to you. You drum almost every week. I think you're our only drummer at the moment. And you just come with such a joyful demeanor. And I just want to honor you, mate. I, I really am so proud of the man that you're becoming. And I'm proud of your heart for God. And uh, we thank you that you would come and drum for us and lead us in worship in your COVID safe space. Um, in the fishbowl. It is, it is good. And he can't wait to get out so he can go hold hands with Georgie. Um, it is good. Well, are you ready for the word? Are you ready? I want to share with you some stuff that God's been doing in my heart. As we were away on holidays, God's been speaking to me. Paula and I have now been leading this church for almost four years. This church has been going way longer than us. But we've been leading this church now for almost four years. And it's been unbelievable watching what God has done. A lot has changed, hasn't it, Dean? A lot has changed. We changed the name. We've changed the location. We changed schools. We changed suburbs. We moved into this building. God's grown our church. There's there's a bunch of people that are here and now that weren't here 12 months ago. You didn't know the struggles of set up pack up in the school hall. You don't know what it was like to pack and unpack that truck. You don't know what it was like before the truck when we had the trailer that leaked. No doubt, we had these two trailers and they both were dodgy as. They leaked. We had to tarp them with blue tarps once we parked them. It was, we, were, we were just praying as we pulled gear out every week. Lord, let it work. But God has done a lot for Church Unlimited. And he's been talking to me about our strategy to advance forward. Uh, uh, the last three years, we've been really focusing on church health. Just, just health in, in our culture, health in our Sundays, health in our finances, health in our grow groups, health in our programs and our outreaches. And, 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 and now we, we need to be a church that's on mission. We need to be a church. All right, we got this building. Great. We've got all these people. Great. Now what, Lord? And, and I, I just really sense that God's saying that this is a season, not just for Church Unlimited, but we need to believe for the church, the kingdom church, to advance forward. Now is the time. And, and I'm just convinced that the local church is the hope of our local community. The local church is the hope for our local community. You know, people are going to counselors and they're going to doctors and they're going to cardiologists and they're going to all different types. They're going to mediums. They're going to spiritual guidance people. But the church is the hope for our community. And and you need to know that, that the community around us, they need more than meetings. They need more than Bible studies. The church has to be more than meetings and it has to be more than Bible studies. Now, the Bible undergirds everything. But we're not going to just be a little kumbaya church 
where we sit around and, and have tea and, and scones and Bible study. We've got to be a church that's on mission. Further, we're not just a church that's committed to just sitting around soaking in the presence of God. I've got all of eternity to do that. Really looking forward to it, really. Isabel's beat me to it. But on this earth, we have a mission. We have a mandate. And, and so God has purposed the church for extraordinary things. I love Pastor Wayne's message last Sunday. I was with you. I was online watching it. And I was like, gee, he was on fire. Talking about the, the portals of heaven, that, that the church is, the local church is a portal that creates heaven on earth. And I, was just, I saw it. I could see it with my eyes, a picture of what that looks like. And, and that's what we're on about. We're, we are not interested in little kumbaya services. The government thinks that we just have little kumbaya services. So that, and they want to muzzle that. But, but we have to understand that the church is on purpose. The church is on mission. That we literally are creating portals on earth. And, and, and we've got to have a strategy about what we're doing. And so we've been defining some terms. Um, Pastor Joe and Dan and Paula and I have been meeting together and we've been defining some key terms around our church. And we've come up with a purpose statement and a vision statement, mission statement, and a strategy. And uh, some of this will be new and some of this will be a, 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 a recap of things that we already know. But let's talk about our purpose for a second. To be a Christian is to recognize that every human being on earth has been infected with sin. That, that is a Christian mindset. The world, you know, Michael Jackson used to sing the song, Heal the world, help make it a better place. Okay. We, 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 are, we are infected with sin. And we recognize that it is only Jesus who can remedy or cure that infection. We're, we're all worried about COVID. I, I, I'm, I'll be honest with you. I, I've been a little disappointed in Christendom on Facebook. Watching how we sprout off all of our vaccine or no vaccine propaganda. But we won't tell anybody about Jesus. I am more passionate about my vax or no vax opinion than I am about people going. Do you know that if you get COVID, you're probably not going to die. But if you don't get Jesus, you're going to hell. But my, my Facebook is full of this or that. Anastasia this. Dan Andrews, that. There is only one name that matters. That is the name of Jesus. And so Church Unlimited exists because we believe people need Jesus. You could be in the Green Party. You could be in the LMP. You could be Labor. You could be Mexican. You could be Mexicant. But you laughed. You can be whatever. But if you don't know Jesus, you are in big time, permanent trouble. And so Church Unlimited exists because we believe that people need Jesus. Why do we run light night? Well, we've said some things like, you know, 
Um, it's a safe alternative to Halloween. And, you know, Christian kids, it's sad that Christian kids can't, you know, go trick-or-treating. Yeah. We run light night because people need Jesus. Tim Greenwood's going to preach the word on light night. And I am pumped because Tim is a great preacher. And Tim is really good at preaching to children and young people. And my kids, I said, Judah and Joel, I said, who's your favorite? They said, Tim. We love Tim. And and. We're not doing light night's going to cost us about seven or eight thousand dollars. Okay, it's expensive. If you work out a per head, you know, four or five hundred people, it's not that expensive. But we're doing it for free for our community. There's no door prize, there's no ticket, there's no. Why are we doing it? It's not because we need a safe alternative to trick or treating. We're doing it because people desperately need Jesus. Further, our vision is that we would see the establishment of the unlimited local church through releasing unlimited people in their unlimited potential. Let me speak to this for a second, because unlimited is not some pithy slogan that we've thrown on the name of our church. Unlimited is the prophetic declaration over the church of Jesus when he says, I will build my church, and not even hell will press against it. Nothing can stop it. The church is unlimited. If we believe that the local church is bringing opening heaven and bringing portals of heaven to earth, then we need to see the unlimited nature of the local church released in our, in our local community. How do we do that? Well, the church is not an organization. The church is an organism. The church is not some bureaucratic structure. The church is people that need Jesus. I am one of them. I am one of them. I need Jesus as much as you need Jesus. And and because I need Jesus, I will band together as the church. And and, 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 and there there is unlimited nature within me. There is unlimited potential within me. The church of Jesus is so much more than a meeting. It's, if I'm, Paul teaches me in Philippians 4.13 that I can do all things through Christ who is my strength. That means that there is an unlimited potential within me. There's an unlimited nature within me. And as I discover more and more of God's unlimited power within me, I can be the unlimited church. I don't go to church unlimited. I am church unlimited. This is why our hashtag on Instagram is um, we are unlimited. It doesn't say, I go to unlimited. I am church unlimited as I discover the unlimited power and nature of Jesus inside of me. Well, as I discover that, I can outwork our mission. And our mission is to authentically represent Jesus in every sphere of society with the intent that people would come to know him in a personal and real way. If, if, we, if our purpose is people need Jesus and there's unlimited potential within me so that I can go and be the local church, then my mission is that I would represent Christ. I'm not representing a political party. I'm not representing a vaccine stance. I'm not even representing America, born in the United States. I, one lady said to me, where are you from? I said, I'm from the United States. She goes, really? I thought you were from Scotland. (laughs) 
I'm wearing flannel underwear. <laughs> Which is not very Scottish, because I understand that they don't wear any. Um, but I don't represent myself. I'm an ambassador for Christ. My life exists to represent Jesus in every sphere. If you're a doctor, you represent Jesus in the medical world. If you're a mother, you represent Christ in your home. If you are um, uh, 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 in the rugby union, you represent Jesus in rugby union. Go the Bockies. Probably said that wrong. You don't say go, you just say Bocky. Or is it I feel like there's phlegm in that. Yeah. All right. So we, we know what our mission is. All right. So let's talk about our strategy. Because this is where I want to go. And, 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 and if you've been to one of our dessert nights, you've heard some of that. By the way, if you haven't been to one of our dessert nights or our newcomer's lunches, please come. It's awesome. We would love to connect with you. It's awesome. But God's been speaking to me about our strategy. How do we do this. How do we, people need Jesus. Great. What do we do about it? Yeah. And so there's, there's five things that Church Unlimited is on. When, when, if we're on the mission, we're out working our mission. These are the five things. The first one is we cultivate encounter. We cultivate encounter. We create space for people to encounter and engage Jesus Christ. This is so important that, that, that we understand that, that the church is more than music. It's more than good messages. It's more than delicious coffee. The church exists to help people encounter and engage the presence of God. If we are to open these portals... We've got to make sure that these portals are not events. The church is really good at events. Where we come and we spectate. No, there, there should be a sense that, that when you come to a service, that you might not have been on the stage, but you had a moment. You had a moment where you felt the presence of God, where you heard the voice of God, where something got freed in your life, where something fell off your life, where something awoken in your life, where, where, where you have had an encounter. And so we have a responsibility to create a culture of encounter. This is why we don't just do four little sing-along songs. This is why Joe prays the way she prays and Dan prays the way he prays. And we don't, we don't, in our church, we don't, we don't read our prayers. Um, we pray according to the Spirit's leading because I'm, I'm wanting to touch heaven and I'm wanting God to lead me through. Does that make sense? So we believe that people need to encounter God. Uh, number two, we're committed to, to Christ-centered discipleship. Christ-centered. You know, I've, I've watched the church become really on about a lot of things. Um, the Uniting Church now is more well known for uniting care than it is for Jesus. Now, I am all about 
social justice and helping people and serving people. Um, Scripture union chaplaincy has now become more known about the welfare of young people than it has about Jesus. It's amazing what happens. World Vision is now more well known for feeding and helping the poor than it is about Jesus. And, and so you have to understand that, that the church will be Christ-centered in all that we do and, and we will pursue the Christ agenda. I'm hearing all this stuff about, you know, come back to the vaccine for a second. What's your stance, pastor? Are you going to take the beast or are you not going to take the beast? <laughs> to be honest with you, there, there's nothing in my Bible that talks about the vaccine. There's a lot in my Bible that talks about being crucified. And no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me in this life that I now live in the flesh. I'll live by faith. There's a lot that talks about dying to self and living the Christ life. But we don't really like that in church. Churchianity and Christianity are not the same thing. Christianity is where, where, where Christ is the center. Churchianity is where Whatever the flavor of the agenda is, is the, is the center. Um, and, and so to that end, my job is to help create Christ-centered disciples. I, if you come to Church Unlimited, I am going to talk to you about how you can be more like Jesus. And that's not always fun. And rainbows and skittles. I was telling our, 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 our team before the service that there's this weird passage in scripture where Jesus is doing communion. And he says, unless you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you can't have any part of the kingdom of God. And it literally says stacks of people got up and left the meeting. They didn't want to. They were like, yeah, that's creepy. We're not cannibals, Jesus. And then Jesus looks over at his, his, his disciples and there's some guys there. And he says, what, you're not going to leave too? And you know what they say? They say, we've got nowhere else to go. <laughs> there is some weird stuff about Jesus that I don't always like or understand. Jesus confronts my humanity. Jesus confronts my desires. Jesus confronts my flesh. And I will choose the Jesus way over my own way because I am a Christ-centered disciple. And that is what this church will be built on. And I am not interested in pandering to pop culture that tells me that my sexuality needs to be like this or my, my marriage needs to be like that or that, that just divorce is whatever or uh, spend your money however. Or I won't. I won't. I'll come back to the Word. I'm going to be grounded, Christ-centered in following Jesus. 
Now, you, if any of you know me, you know that I have moments where I'm not always centered. But through repentance, I always come back. Right? I always come back because he's my anchor. He is always like this, and I am, well, I used to be, now I'm a bit more like this. But, but I, will, I will follow the Lord. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And to be a Christ-centered disciple means that his ways become my ways. I don't always like that, Pastor Allen. I like my little things. His truth becomes my truth. Well, I don't always agree with it. Well, okay. You're going to lose that argument. <laughs> his life becomes my life. People need to become Christ-centered followers of Jesus. Number three. I love this one. We create community. The church of Jesus is about creating community. It's about creating belonging. As I mentioned earlier, the church is not an organization. It's an organism. When you go, when you go to the football, you go as a fan. But when you go to church, you go as the family. Well, we've got people watching online. Just know, I have this problem when I come to church that I'm always aware of who is in the room and I'm always aware of who's not in the room. I know, I, I'm, I, I've, I, I've got the Santa curse. I know when you've been sleeping. I know when you've been awake. <laughs> I know when you've been good or bad. <laughs> I... I do. I, I can't help it. I'm going to go home after service today. I'm going to go, oh, where were they? Why weren't they there? Can I tell you this? When I go on family holidays and one of my children is missing, I do the same thing. I don't know how Home Alone happened. Mrs. McAllister is a loose cannon. I don't, she is broken. She said to all of her fans, hey, there's an event in Paris. Let's go. Got on an airplane and left one of the fans behind. We are the family of God. And, and so when you're missing, I know because, because you got into my heart. The people of God have always been identified as the family. The Hebrews were, the, the, they were 12 tribes, 12 families. We're unified by the blood of Jesus. Yeah. If it's your first time here today, just know this. I call you brother. I call you sister. We're the family of God. When Isabel died, it broke my heart, not because I'm her organizational leader. It broke my heart because I gave my heart to her. And if you cried, you cried because you gave your heart to her. When Kim and Richard announced that they were having a baby, I sobbed and I sobbed and I sobbed. I, I couldn't, Paula did all the talking. You have to understand, I, I wanted that so bad because it's my family. I got an email this week, or two, last week, sorry, from a great couple who's come to our church. And they've said, James, we, we've, we're new to the church, but we've sown into the breakthrough offering. 
And I was like, wow, new to the church and sowed into the breakthrough offering. That's pretty cool. We just, if, you, if you're new, we, we just received our annual offering. It was really special. $210,000 has been, has been pledged and given over, over the next 12 months. And it's, it's, it's a miracle. But these people who are new to the church, they're like, we want to be in. Then the email was not about that. The email was actually about a couple weeks after they saw the two big breakthroughs that they, that they needed. They've fallen pregnant and bought a house in the same week. Two things that were seemingly not soon. There's a blockage. Well, I'm reading the email. I'm crying. Like I've talked to these people three times. Why? They're in my heart. I love it. Ron's out of my heart. Because I've been praying for you to get a house. He didn't flip and tell me. <laughs> I am Ron's organizational leader. <laughs> Number four, we're here to champion leaders. Okay, it's not all about community and discipleship and kumbaya. It, we, we, we. We need to release the God mandate on each person. Jesus calls you the salt of the earth, the light of the world. He says a city on a hill can't be hidden. My light is supposed to shine. Jesus says, let your, your good works shine before men so that they'll know that you're mine. My life is supposed to be lived in a way that brings influence in my world around me. If I am to authentically represent Jesus in, in my sphere of society, that means that I need to grow in boldness and confidence and courage and leadership so that I would get out of myself and my insecurities and my limitations to step into the greater things that God has for my life. Here's the last one. Can I just say this? For the first four, I think we're doing pretty good. I think we do create a, cult, a culture of encounter. And through grow groups and, 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 and just our heart to be Christ-centered, I think that we're doing that pretty well too. I think one of the great things about our church is community. We've got a great community. We are championing leaders. But this last one bothers me because it's the most important one and I don't think we're doing it very well. And that's the commission. We got the building. We got the red chairs. We got the sound system. You can get a great cuppa. We're going to have light night with lots of chocolate. But if we're not reaching the lost, if we're not seeing people have an encounter with Jesus that didn't encounter Jesus, then I feel like we're missing it. If we're not advancing, we're not advancing. You know, to be honest with you, I was so excited when Scott Morrison was named the Prime Minister of Australia because he's an ACC Pentecostal. I was so excited. Yes, we've got a Pentecostal, openly Jesus-loving Prime Minister. 
And if I'm honest, I'm disappointed. I'm not, uh, Scott Morrison didn't usher in revival for Australia quite like I thought he might. It's been a little underwhelming. In fact, I'm a little bit like, Scott, you're making a bit of a target on us Christians. Sure, he's been a great prime minister, but the kingdom of God is not advancing through our Pentecostal prime minister. It advances through the local church filled with the Holy Spirit being the salt and the light in the world around about us. I don't know about you, but I, 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 was, I remember being shocked. We've got a, we've got a spirit-filled, tongue-talking, Pentecostal prime minister. Has anybody else prayed for that? I certainly have. A lot. That would be awesome. You know, like if, if, what, if, what if the prime minister was a Christian? I used to pray, God, what if James Hatfield from Metallica became a Christian? How, much, how many people would get saved? You know, what, what if Eminem became a Christian? What if Britney Spears became a Oh, nobody would want to be a Christian. <laughs> That's not true, Lord. We must be devoted to the mission and the mandate of Jesus. If I'm Christ-centered, then I need to care more about souls. People come up to me and they say, you know, pastor, are you going to get the jab? Do you, know the num- Do you know the number one question I'm not asked? The number one question I'm not asked. I, I don't even think I've ever been asked. Pastor, why didn't anyone say yes to Jesus today? How did we have another meeting and another meeting? Pastor, how, how did we have another meeting with great worship, great word, and, and no hands responding? That, that burdens me. Hayden, would you come? It burdens me because we're the church. We need to know what we're on about and we need to go after it. And I'm really challenged that, you know, you know we created a cafe, not, not for coffee, not even for a side hustle to bring more money into the church. Oh yeah, they started a business. I, I didn't start it because we need more money. We have a very generous church. Nor did we start it because well, I just didn't want to go down the road to get a coffee. I just wanted to go there to get a coffee. We started it so that we would see people coming into the building. Paula Snow tells me that last Sunday, we, we, had, we had somebody come to church that came to the coffee shop. We need more of that. Come for a coffee, stay for Jesus. Right? That, that's what we're, that, like, if that's not what we're doing, then, then what are we doing? So that, that's our strategy. And, and I'm going to preach on these things over the next four, four more Sundays. Because I want this to be, if, if Church Unlimited is your church, hear my heart here. 
I want us, this is who we are. This is what we run after together. We're running. We're running to be committed to the things that Jesus was committed to. You know, it's it just, I, I probably don't have much time left, but I, I was supposed to preach one of these things on cultivating encounter. Can I, can I say this to you as your pastor? I think it's great that people come and volunteer and vacuum the carpets. I think it's so cool that people gave their money in the offering and tithe each week. But to be honest with you, I think if we're not careful, we can, we can be really good at just doing things for Jesus. We can be really good at, at being busy for church that we fail to actually encounter and engage and get into the secret place. The secret place is what's changed my life. If I give of my money and if I'm a good husband and if I'm a good dad and if I'm a nice neighbor and, and if I run light night and if I drum and if I do anything, it all flows out of the fact that Jesus has touched my life and he's changed my life. And, and if that's happened to me, well, I don't want to create more meetings where people just come and listen to a nice speech. I want to create moments where people can experience the touch of God that I have experienced. Because I am who I am and I do what I do because Jesus is who he is. Psalm 34 verse 8 says to taste and see that the Lord is good. I worship the way that I worship because I've tasted and I've seen that the Lord is good. I, I really, there, you know, there, there is this passage about the church in Revelation. There's this church and they seem to have everything going right. They've got all the programs right. They're doing all the right things. They've got really nice carpet. They probably have a bigger DMB sound system than we do. But this is what Jesus says to this church. He said, hey, you've got it all right, except for this one thing I've got against you. You've lost your first love. And I, I'm challenged because I think that's where the church is going. I think that's where the global church is going. There is going to be a separation between churchianity and Christianity. What happens if the government tells us that we can't meet? What happens if vaccine passports are mandated and we can't meet for churchianity? Sweet. Every time the church has been persecuted in history, the church has exploded. Every time. The Romans, let's stamp out Christianity. Let's kill, Je let's kill Jesus and all of his associates. Ha! Nero, you idiot. You threw water on an oil fire. It just went everywhere. Every time. You, 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 think, that, you think that I'm scared of vaccine passports and not being able to meet? Like we got a mission. 
I'm not, I'm not scared of any of that. I, in fact, I think we're a bit ignorant if we think that a pagan government is going to uphold our Christian values. It's only been the last 200 years that the church has known anything that smells like religious freedoms. Well, you better protect my religious rights. We don't even have religious rights in this nation. We don't. But there is no bill protecting us. It's a great idea. Thank goodness it's lasted this long. But Jesus tells us that whether you have American Bill of Rights to protect your religious freedoms, or you have Australia, or you have China, it's all going to go away in the end as we're going to be under persecution. And the church of Jesus is going to be under trouble. Boy, oh boy, I hope that you weren't just a faithful tither and a vacuumer. I hope that you had an encounter that when it comes against you, And as we start to head towards tribulation and as we start to head, Jesus says there's going to be wars and rumors of wars and all kinds of things. I hope that you have had some moments in your life where Jesus has grabbed your heart and he has anchored you. And when everybody else is walking away, you say, I got nowhere else to go. You are the way. You are the truth. You are the life. You have touched me and changed me. I will never be the same again. That is the church. That is what I'm on about. That is who I am. This is what I want to raise. This is what I want my sons to be. My son Joel, while we were away, told us of this dream. He had a dream. He's, he's, he's 11. And he said, Mom and Dad, I had this dream last night that there was a terrible, terrible flood that came on the earth. And I said, oh. And he said, I could see all my friends from school. And they were all drowning. And then, and then he's getting really emotional. And he goes, Dad, I couldn't save him. I couldn't help him. Well, Joel got filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. Joel, Joel is not just another kid at Bounty Boulevard State School. Joel has had his life touched by God. 11-year-olds who have their life, who've had an encounter, care about such things. That's not the typical run-of-the-mill conversation for 11-year-olds in primary school. Why does he care about his friends that he can't save? He then went on to say, Dad, I I think it's symbolic that, that my friends might be going to hell and I don't know how to help them. And we were having, a, it led to a big conversation in our house. My prayer is that you would have a moment, but not just a moment. Jesus invites us to regularly taste and see, to always have moments. To, could you stand to your feet? I want to invite the worship team to come. You know, I, I want to, we, we've got a, just a couple of minutes and we're going to sing you know, we're going to sing. Can we sing Make Room for You, Lizzie? And there's a part in this song that says, I'm letting go of all my religion. I'm letting go of all my tradition. Can I say this? That is not a shot at the Catholic Church. That's what you might think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wesleyan churches, and Presbyterian churches, you religious, whatever. No. 
It's a shot at all of our religions. Australia is extremely religious. Oh no, we don't believe in Jesus. He's not the Lord. Football. Football is the greatest religion in Australia. Politics. Do you know that the greatest God in all of the land is money? We worship it. We're so religious and traditional in our pursuit of money. We, we, when we say we want to make room for you, this is not a shot at a more traditional flavored church. This is a shot at every other thing that would come and try to exalt itself as God in my life. Maybe it's your gardens. I know some people who pray, Lord, God, give me a house. God, I pray for that miracle house. God, oh, we want to buy and build a house, God. And then we never come to church anymore because we're always doing renovations on that house. What? God, give us a baby, God. We just, Lord, I need a breakthrough, God. We, we're believing, Lord, I've, here's my offering, Lord. Here's my offering. Lord, I need a baby, God. Oh, we got our baby. Struggling to make it to church. Can't connect with the Lord. I'm all good now, God. You did your part. Thanks. Lord, I don't want to be single, God. I just want to be married. I just want to be married. Get married. I don't see them anymore. I don't see them anymore. I married a couple earlier this year. They did not say thank you. They did not even email me. And they've never been back ever again. I'm like, now that doesn't matter to them. But that matters to me because they got into my flipping heart. And then I cried. I legit was upset. It hurt me. Because I took them through marriage counseling and I da 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 and it got into my heart. Not even a thank you. You should feel bad for me. That was cue the moment. I don't know what that had to do with anything. I was just, I was just bleeding heart there for a moment. So when we talk about in, in, in this country, we, we, we are, we, yeah, we've got tons of things that get in the way of, it's not, this is not a shot at another style of church. This is a shot at, at every religion. Cryptocurrency can be a religion. Dungeons and Dragons is a religion for some people. Come on, open your hearts just for a second. Open your hands. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we want to be intentional about leaning into you. In James 4, 8, you, you invite us. You say, draw unto me and I will draw unto you. That's not just for conferences. That's every moment of every day. You're inviting us to draw in. You're inviting us to encounter. You're inviting us to experience. You're inviting us, Lord, to taste and see that you are more than religion, that you're more than empty ritual, that you are more than Bible study. You are alive. Your spirit is moving. 
You want to speak. And so God, we say speak. As young Samuel said, speak, Lord, your servants are listening. Lord, your sons and daughters. God, we want more of your spirit. I I want more of your spirit. A a, a prime minister is not going to bring revival. Bible study is not going to bring revival. Coffee is not going to bring revival. But a move of the Holy Ghost is going to bring revival. An outpouring of the Spirit that touches hard hearts and softens lives. God, there's so many people in our nation that need an encounter. God, Church Unlimited, as for this house, we will, we will be a house of encounter. We will be a house of, uh, of making room for your Holy Spirit to come and touch people's lives. In just a moment, we're going to sing this song. And we're going to open the altar. And if you, maybe you just feel like you're a little dry. Maybe you need to make some room. Maybe you need to just, maybe you need a fresh touch. We want to pray for people this morning and, and just pray for a fresh move of the Holy Spirit in your life. But before we do that, I wonder if there would be people here. And you would say, you know what, James, maybe I've tasted churchianity. But I don't actually know Jesus. I haven't had a moment where he has come into my life and changed me. When, when I became a Christian, I just started getting rid of stuff. I got rid of 207 CDs. I got rid of all my movies. I, just, I had to clear that when Jesus touches your life, you don't just go, oh, that was nice. He changes everything. If you've come to Jesus and your life hasn't changed, you haven't really experienced Jesus. You've experienced a meeting. You've experienced a feel-good moment. But you haven't experienced the real person of Jesus Christ who is the forgiver of your sin, the chain breaker that breaks off all the junk that tries to hold you back and releases you forward. And so I wonder if there are people here this morning and you would say, you know what, James? I need to invite Jesus to come and change my life. He's not going to change all your circumstances straight away. But he's going to change your life. If that's you and you're here today and you say, James, I need to invite him in. I need him to forgive me of my sin. I need him to set me free. I need him to let me, let me, I need to be born again. I, I, I have been tacking Jesus onto my life, but I haven't actually become born again. If that's you, I want to pray with you right here and right now. Maybe we just bow our heads and close our eyes. Maybe, you're, maybe you've drifted away from God over the years, but you have not, you, He is not the Lord of your life. If that's you, would you just, I want to pray with you right here. You, I'm not going to bring you out your seat, but I just want to pray with you right where you're at. Would you just give me a little wave if you need to be included in this prayer right here in this moment? James, I need to pray. I need to do business with God this morning. I need to put Jesus at the forefront of my life. I see your hand over here, mate. That's awesome. I see your hand here too. That's two people saying, James, I see your hand here. Three. Come on, who else needs to do business with Jesus this morning? Is there anybody else this morning that say, James, I I can't keep going the way that I'm going. I need to surrender my life and I need to be born again. I need to be that new creation. Is there one more person? I see your hand back there. That's awesome, mate. There's four people. Come on, this is what I want to do. I want to pray all together. And then we're going to open up for some ministry time and some prayer time. And I'd love the opportunity to pray over those four people. Church, can we, can we pray together this morning? We're going we're gonna to agree with our brothers as we pray. And 
This, this is how we do it here at church. I'm going to pray a little bit, and then I'm going to ask you to repeat this from a sincere place in your heart. Let's go. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you that you love me. You proved it when you went to the cross and died for my sins. Jesus, forgive me. Jesus, change my life. Make me born again so that I can live for you the way you want me to. Amen. Lord, for those four people, right now I just speak an overwhelming sense of your presence. I thank you right now that no shame, I love Joe's word about communion, that even Judas got to take communion. How amazing is that? It doesn't matter what you've done in your life. It doesn't matter. Your past is not holding you back. I just loose right now freedom and liberty in this place. The freedom, Jesus is setting people free right now. If you need prayer, if maybe you don't need prayer. Maybe you just want to have a fresh encounter we're going to open up the altar right here for prayer and and i just want to lay hands on every person that that wants prayer as the team lead us right now in this song if you if you need to go all right we'll grab a 50 dollars sausage on the way out that's going to help support light night um all right maybe they're not 50 dollars, but but they're they're expensive um, um and and next next saturday is our uh, raising emotionally healthy kids. I'm going to that, by the way. I need that. I want to be a better dad. I just always want to be a better dad. And so I'm going to that. And then next Sunday, I'm back here. I'm going to be preaching. It's going to be great. Be blessed. But we're going to open this space right now. And if you need a fresh touch, if you need God to break something off your life, maybe maybe it's you're dry. You've been in a wilderness. You haven't heard His voice in ages. Your Bible is dusty. Maybe you just need a fresh touch, a fresh encounter. I want to pray over you this morning. If you put your hand up and said, I want Jesus, I want to pray over you too. Come and meet me up the front here. I'd love the opportunity to pray over you. God bless you. Have an incredible week ahead. Be victorious. Thanks for joining us. We hope that you enjoyed this message. We pray that you and your family are richly blessed by the love and grace of Jesus. If you're ever in the area, we would love for you to join us for Sunday worship.